Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Mojo Sport NFL episode. This is our final one of 2022. Dan, another week of crazy, crazy football on our hands. It was a good one. Uh, yeah, obviously we're uh, you know going to going to be away for a little bit, but um, you know the team will be back for when the season heats up even more. But yeah, reflecting on the week that was, uh, my sort of highlight from the week was Lovey Smith. You know, from the Houston Texans. You know, this is a team that only has one win on the board. Um, they have a draw. That doesn't count, obviously. And they are tanking hard for that first round pick. But, you know, just the fact that they got a little bit of, a little bit close to the Dallas Cowboys, and let's be honest, they scared the shit out of them, especially when Dak threw that interception at the back end of that game. So, I don't know. I, I just loved it. And, um, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, there's that old sort of saying about, you know, what would the – what would happen if the best college team played the worst NFL team? Well, the answer is the NFL team would beat the shit out of them. So, yeah, good to see the Houston Texans um, show a little bit of something, something. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's all about the draft for those guys. Jamie, your Eagles had a very impressive game against the Giants. What would your, is your highlight Eagles thrashing the Giants or is it something completely different? It's definitely up there. Unfortunately, I think the thing that takes the top for me is the Lions winning against the Vikings. Um, I just want to quickly start that off with an apology to Jared Goff and also to Riley, because a couple of weeks ago, I remember going after Jared Goff a bit and then Riley back up a boy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, look, it's a competent team that's willing to try different things to get the win. Uh, I'm sure everyone saw that Penny Sewell catch to seal the win at the end. Like, who the hell passes to a tackle? You know, that's crazy. They've won five of their last six and their only loss was a three-point loss to the Bills. So it's, a, it's been a really good run. And yeah, I think, I, look, I think at this stage in the season, they're in a really good spot to contend for a wildcard spot. So yeah. Lions was going to be my pick. So now I got to go with someone else. So thank you for that one. So while I'm figuring that out, Riley, what was your pick from the week? As we had no college football to go off this week. I mean, Army versus Navy did happen. And for the first time in like eight years or something, they hit the over. So there was some. I didn't. The Penesil catch, the dive for the first down was also amazing. But my highlight, I'm actually going to give it to Baker Mayfield, who comes in with 36 hours of team knowledge and manages to lead their team to a win with a dime of a pass as well. He headbutted somebody without a helmet again. Like, he is just crazy. He is not... Obviously terrible, but, I mean, he might be now since he's probably given himself another concussion, but he, like, that was just amazing. Like, he didn't have the best game, but he had a a better enough game against Carr, who's somebody who I think is actually not that terrible, came in, threw two touchdowns, made an incredible pass with, like, six seconds to go to win the game, like, shot. Does that mean I get McDaniels back? You know, that's the thing that I'm watching with the Raiders, like, shit the bed and... Like just, you know, losing to the Colts, um, you know, media analysts. Like I said, you know, we're in the running for a few NFL head coaching jobs these days. But uh, anyway, let's keep an eye on the Vegas, hey, because, you know, I've got a little bit of an issue at OC if anyone hadn't noticed at the Patriots. So maybe Josh McDaniels can find his way back to New England. Maybe it will. I think, I mean, I love Baker Mayfield slide away from the block, I think, in that game. If you didn't see that part of the game, that was very interesting. He went to come in and block and just slid away 
from what was happening there, which I thought was an interesting fact. Um, I'm, you know, not a big Mayfield fan, as we're all aware of. But uh, for me, I think I got to go with the 49ers win over Brady. I think all iPads remain intact this week uh, from the Bucks side, which is always good for Microsoft because who knows how many they've been giving the Bucks this season. But yeah, that was a great win for the 49ers. McCaffrey balled out, Purdy balled out. Debo Samuel, high ankle sprain, so hopefully it's nothing too serious, um, and we'll we'll see him back. But, uh, guys, it is time to kick off our first game of the week, and it is Jags v. Cowboys. Now, Cowboys had an ugly win against the Texans. Dak threw a very costly interception, but, Dan, their defense stepped up when they needed it the most, and that D-line saved that game for them. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, one of the things I love about the NFL is just the urgency within the competition, right? Like, you know, there was 16 weeks. We've kicked it out another week. I can handle that. But that's probably my other criticism of other sports, you know, like baseball, ridiculous. You know, they could halve their season, halve it again, and, and they'd still be uh, they'd still be well off the pace. Yeah, but NBA is the same. You know, th- that's the thing that I love about the NFL. But But even still, in such a short season, you still find teams that get a little bit sleepy and and struggle for motivation and struggle to get up. And that was exactly the case with Dallas. Like it doesn't matter what Mike McCarthy did. I mean, he's not exactly the best motivator at the best of times, but he just did not have them ready to play. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was just across the board. They were sleepy, you know, that, that they did what they needed to, to, to get the job done. Everyone contributed a little bit, but there was, there was not one player on the field that, was eight out of 10. You know what I mean? Everyone was just playing 50, 50 football. Um, yeah. We're overconfident against the Texans, but you know, I, you know, there's a few people who are digging into Dak now. I, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't be getting too carried away because I, I still feel like, again, when we flip this over and the emotions high, I still feel like they're going to be pretty competitive uh, moving forward. Riley, do you think their lack of kind of a pass game this this week really kind of had an issue for them as they move into what is going to be a very tough kind of back end of the season as they're trying to make a playoff push? I don't think so per se. Like, Dak still had almost 300 yards. I think his decision-making was probably the worst shot of that. He, he was sorry, he was forcing some balls that he probably just should have even thrown away um, or taken the sack as much as that sucks. Like, Dan mentioned that that pick he threw from the end zone uh, for, you know, luckily it was, a, I think it might have been Dalton Schultz on a linebacker that wasn't too big. So he was able to actually like pull him up and tackle him at the five yard line or whatever it was, you know, if that was a, you know, a quicker cornerback or a bigger linebacker, you know, that could have been in for a touchdown and it's game over. But, um, you know, I think they're still doing really well with running Zeke and, Tony Pollard, the way they are, Z came out and said we're a better team when Pollard gets his touches, um, you know, which is that's good to see, I guess, like that's all like camaraderie kind of thing coming out and Zeke knowing that, you know, to get to the goal, the common goal is the Super Bowl. You might not be the star. There might not be that one star. Um, but I do think that if it comes up to you know, games where they have to verse somebody who's got more power. Luckily, they're not in the AFC. I think, you know, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are obviously their their biggest competitors coming up, but, you know, they don't have to actually go through Kansas or Buffalo or even someone like the Chargers where their quarterbacks are very well capable of throwing three or 400 yards if required. 
you know, compared to uh, Texans who didn't even throw 200. So, you know, they, that's not the game that they want to be playing if they can't for somebody that's not 1-11 and 1. Guys, I've just got a quick question. Um, looking to the future with this Cowboys team in particular, like what, what do you reckon actually happens with this Zeke situation? Does he get the extension? Do they go with Pollard? What do you reckon happens? Look, as an Ohio State fan, I love my boy. Like, I love Zeke. I've loved him since he was at Ohio State. I always will. Um, I think they trade him. I think you go, you keep Pollard. I just think his production, yes, while it's picked up, has been good. I just don't think that this is sustainable for them. He hasn't produced when he re- – when they. I mean, he produced on the, like, the previous week or he got that touchdown for him to win the game. But if you're using him just in red zone, I think you Pollard can easily do that job too. So if I was – And they're there, out of money too. I'd say like that's, that's, trade him. Yeah, because like Michael Parsons, he's going to come up. He is going to want yeah. the sun and the moon, Trayvon Diggs, and Dak Prescott's unfriendly contract is also a massive killer. So, yeah, running backs are a dime a dozen. You know, he, he's effectively a secondary running back, you know what I mean? Just pick one up in the fifth or sixth round, you know, running behind Pollard. And, you know, I, I yeah, but but again, I, I, um, I'm all about refreshing that running back room because they just fade. Um, we won't talk about my prediction of Derrick Henry fading, starting to slowly, slowly show a little bit. Before we move to the Jaguars, Jamie, they've got Eagles coming up. They've got Titans coming up. They've got Commanders coming up. They've got Jaguars coming up. These are four games that they could easily, if they shit the bed, they're losing. <laughs> Especially, and, and their special teams was not good this past week. If you're this Cowboys team, where are you looking to be able to pull off the wins in the next four weeks because they get, they definitely need them going into getting a playoff spot. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right, Alex. I mean, I, I think the Titans the last couple of weeks have shown cracks. They're not, they're a little bit more vulnerable than earlier in the season. I mean, injuries haven't helped. Um, so yeah, I think the Titans game is a big, big game for them. I, I still think that we, along with the rest of the public, would have them as the favourites in this Jags game overall. Uh, it will be a super exciting game, but I think that they should get the win here. The Washington one, as Riley likes to say every week, it's uh, division games are weird. Who knows what happens? And the Eagles is a tough one. So look, I, I, I think you can... I'm an Eagles fan. I'm going to say, if you're a Cowboys fan, schedule a loss for the Eagles. It's just going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah. the, the confidence. I, hey, one of the things I would like to see is you can see with Dak... He's got that combination with Dalton Schultz. He's tight end. Like whenever things go bad, he's going to Dalton every time. I'd love to see that connection with CD Lamb. Like one of the things that I think he's really struggled to do is really build that. You know, th- th- there's been instances, there's been a week or two, but he hasn't really been able to sort of build that true connection with him. And I just feel like with the Zeke and the Pollard and them really leaning on the running game, it just really gets CD out of rhythm. You know what I mean? If CD was in another franchise, they would load him up with targets, get him into the game early, get him confident. I don't know. I just feel like it's 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 difficult for CD to be called upon in the third or fourth quarter, you know, when, when he hasn't had that many targets. So, yeah, I, I still feel like they're, they're still trying to figure out their identity on um, on offense. But, again, shit hits the fan. The ball's going to Dalton Schultz for sure. All right, we're going to move to another team that has struggled for for years, you know, for a long time. They get Trevor Lawrence two years ago. I mean, look – I'm not a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I still think his knee was down in that Clemson game against Ohio State, but that's just me being petty. He had a baller game this past week against Tennessee, probably his best in a Jaguars outfit. He had a career high of 368 yards. He had three touchdowns. Uh, They won it 36-22 
again, defense, Riley, this defense stepped up for the Jaguars. Yeah, Trevin Walker with a strip sack. Andrew Wingard with a pick. Shaquille Quarterman had a huge hit on Derrick Henry to turn that ball over. And then Josh Allen, Arden Key, and Foley Fatukasi, I butchered that name, I'm sure of it, um, had outside you know penetration that they were able to get to uh, the quarterback and able to get up the middle as well. I mean, this defense for the Jaguars stepped up this past week, and they're looking good. Yeah, that's a, it's something that um, Rabel said today, and they, they were talking about, he was talking about the Titans and how, you know, they were saying, you know, was it the, the offense that let us down? And he basically came out and said, we turned the ball over, but our defense didn't turn the ball over or make the necessary stops that they should have. It's very, it's very complimentary and big stat difference, you know, between the Jags and Titans is QB hits. Jags had nine, Tennessee had one. So the pressure that was put on Tannehill was so much more than what was on Trevor. And that obviously translates to not just, you know, the run of the past game, but in just terms of flow, you know, that ball coming out that bit quicker or when it's supposed to as opposed to when it needs to kind of thing. So um, I think that's something that they can be, you know, really, really proud of that, you know, that is that is something that they're definitely going to have to take into next week. Having Dak, who's a bit more mobile than Tannehill, um, you know, Derrick Henry, did absolutely destroy them. I think he had 100 yards in the first quarter. You know, I I don't think I've ever seen Derrick Henry blown up the way that he got blown up today. At one point, the entire Jags defense was on him trying to tackle him. And then one and, and the next play or a quarter later or whatever, he just gets absolutely blown up. Ball comes out, perfectly lands in another defender's arms. You know, like it's just that, not consistency, but it's it's that like, yes, we're not a great team, but we're going to put 100% into every single drive. And that's what you want to see. And they are a young team. You know, they, they lost so many, so many good players because of poor management and poor coaching that they're, it looks like they're starting to rebuild. You know, they had those low draft picks. They've been able to pick up some good players. So hopefully they can just continue to manage them properly and better and actually they'll have a they'll be able to have a big run as much as much as it hurts me to say it but Trevor Lawrence has thrown for over 700 yards I think in the last two weeks like you can't be you can't knock that you can't you can't say that that's not a good thing you you mentioned uh Trevor Lawrence's passing Jamie I mean Evan Ingram had himself a game with 11 catches 160 yards but was interesting to see with these receivers their run game they didn't really need it because I think the receivers were doing their job but there was about five of their five of their five or six of their receivers averaged double digits. One average the lowest I think was nine yards per attempt. I mean that's almost first down. So they were definitely moving the ball when they needed to. I mean, for, if I'm going into this game and we talked about that rush defense that the Jaguars had, I'd be a little scared if I was that uh, Dallas O line because we've seen that Dak cannot throw when he is pressured out of that pocket. I think just on the on the. Jags receiving weapons, you know, it's nice to see Trevor Lawrence starting to link up with multiple receivers, uh, more than just like one per se. I think last week we were talking about Christian Kirk, you know, it's good to see a bit of chemistry there. But as you said, England today, uh, two weeks ago, it was Zay Jones with a 100-yard game. So, yeah, they're definitely moving the ball well. The continuity with 
uh, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence really starting to pay off. Um, there's they're a scary young team. They're a scary young team. And look, I think these like middle tier, maybe to lower tier teams, um, you are seeing a bit of a rubric being drawn up. I mean, look at the lines. You know, get a good line, air the ball deep, see what happens, take deep shots, and uh, sometimes they'll pay off, and you'll have high school games. Not wrong there. Dan, you're going to start us off with the picks. You got this young, very energetic defense against a relatively old kind of Cowboys offensive line with some banged up players there that just look a little tired. Um, If it was me, I'm going to go Jaguars with an upset. But what would your pick between the Cowboys and Jaguars be? Uh, I'm on the back of Micah Parsons, number 11. He has been uh, oddly quiet. You know, the last few weeks, he's in a little bit of a form slump for him. Uh, it's not going to last. He, he, the quality's there. He is going to come out and he is going to uh, be a little bit of a problem for for Trevor Lawrence. So, look, I'm, you know, you talk about Dak and, and all the other players. I'm going Micah. I'm, I'm going to go the Cowboys to get the job done there. And, um, yeah, look, you know, it, it, this is good to see with the Jags, though, because, we know Trevor Lawrence has got a lot of potential. He's got Calvin Ridley coming in next year and drafting and bringing in players. It's simple for the Jags moving forward, just speed, you know, let's get faster. Let's get more athletic. Let's continue to try and take some pressure off Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. This could be high scoring as well. Uh, but I think Micah Parsons comes up with a match winning play. Jamie, Dallas, Jacksonville, up. Dallas, I, 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 until I see them, you know, have a bit of a, a hiccup. I just, I can't really pick it against them at the moment. They're, they're looking really good. Riley, I'm I'm sitting alone here with the Jaguars. Um, <laughs> I feel like I might be still sitting alone here with your pick. <laughs> or 100% sitting alone with your own pick. Yeah, no, I think I, today's, that, that game against Texans, I think that was a complete anomaly. Like, that was just everybody playing bad you know there's somebody asked um a question like who would you prefer Aaron Donald or Mike Parsons and so many people were like Aaron Donald you know he's you know once in a generational talent at his position um and somebody's response was Mike Parsons because he is a movable chess piece you can get him to play whatever position you need him to play for that matchup and I agree with Dan. I think he's going to be that. He's going to be that game-changing moment. He's going to either make somebody look stupid. Hopefully, it's Lawrence, or he's just going to make himself look so smart because he just has this awareness and prediction to be able to just make the right play. Usually, so I'm yeah going with the Dem boys. All right, well, I'll happily sit alone with that one. And when I'm right, I'll just, you know, flaunt it in the group chat next week. Um, you, do every week. you do this every week. You stand on your own island picking the team. I up. will always stand on my own island and pick these players. I do not care. Um, <laughs> talking about standing on my own, own island, we're going to move to the next game, which is Rams versus Packers. Now, I don't want to talk too much because I do not like the Packers, so I'm going to let other people dictate this one. Packers coming off a of bye week, which I think they – probably needed big time. Um, they had they had to pull off a comeback win against the Bears. Dan, there's been rumors, talks, rookie of the year. Christian Watson has had himself a game the last couple of games for this Green Bay Packers side. Yeah, it, it's something I've thought a lot about, you know, looking at Rodgers and Brady and, you know, I feel like I'm going to get um, hit by lightning, um, you know, dissing, you know, two legends of the game, especially the GOAT. But 
I am getting a little bit tired of them being so whingy uh, about rookie wide receivers and talent, you know, that they always lean on veterans, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's a short-term fix and it's trying to win the Super Bowl this year. And especially with guys like Brady and Rogers who just continue to play and play and play for year on year, if they actually invested in some of these younger wide receivers, they would end up with better players. Does that make sense? Because a lot of the veterans don't have half the talent that these young kids have. It just, it takes them a year or two to get going. So, you know, the the fact that everyone was on Watson and Dobbs at the start of the year, I'm like, guys, give them a chance. You know what I mean? Like it's um, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of predicted that these rookies would come good probably was more thinking next year. So yeah, yeah, he's ahead of schedule. Um, Again, this is still a team that lacks identity though. I still, I don't really see the type of game plan that the Packers, or I I don't see what their identity is. I I don't know what the Packers are trying to be, what they're trying to do. They've got a Jordan Love problem. Yeah, they're they're, they're a little bit of a, a puzzle at the moment. Riley, as Bears fans, we do like to see it when the Packers go down, especially Rodgers. Um, in the in the previous game against the Bears, the Bears outthrew them. They averaged more. But one stat that surprised me and just something I've never really noticed for Green Bay is that their rushing yards were ahead of the Bears. Do you think this is something they need to focus on a little bit more for the, in their rush game? Because it's not really something we've seen from the Packers this this, this season. I don't think it's something they need to focus on more. I think it's just something they need to be smarter with. Like Dan was saying earlier about CD, you know, maybe get the ball into these young receivers' hands earlier in the game. You know, Rogers might not like it because it doesn't suit him, but, you know, give them that opportunity to start them off strong. And then you've got AJ Dillon, never, never skips leg day, you know, tree trunks for days that just churns it out. And then I can't even think of the other running back, but Aaron Jones, Jones. Yeah. He's, he's a solid running back still. Like one week, one will get a hundred yards. The other will get 60, but they'll get the three touchdowns and then they swap it the following week. Like they are like a one, two punch kind of thing where you don't know who's getting the touches. Aaron Jones got the better hands if they need a pass game. But, yeah, I think they just need to be a, a bit smarter with it. You know, Rogers ain't getting any younger. Get get the ball out of his hands as much as you can without having – without forcing it, you know. And I think I think that'll um, test the, the defense for the Rams, especially without Donald being there. Jamie, we're going to kind of like pivot into the Rams, but one thing with the Packers is their secondary pulled it off against the Bears with two interceptions, but their rush defense is something that's kind of lacking in a Rams line that isn't exactly protecting their quarterbacks at the moment. Would you want to see a little more production out of the Packers rush defense, or do you think the Rams offensive line can actually help their quarterbacks stay safe in that pocket? If the Rams could run the ball, then I'd say it would be nice to see, you know, the the, the Packers try and put more of an effort up, but unfortunately they can't. So they the Packers' run defense might end up looking pretty good considering what they're going up against in the Rams. But yeah, no, I think that the look, the offensive line for the for the Rams has lost pieces from last year. It's it's a hard, it's been a hard year. It's been a transition year. I honestly don't know who to pick between who I'd want to see do better, the offensive line or the or the run defense. I think I think people need to focus a bit on Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator. He's been a bit stubborn with his game plans the last couple of games. 
Um, as we were saying with that Bears game, they got run on for days. Eagles game, two good running teams, but still, you know, you've got to be able to adapt and change your tactics mid-game, and he hasn't been doing that. Just on the Rams, I always, I always find it a bit weird with teams that come off like big emotional wins or high-intensity wins backing it up a second week. I look at the Chiefs uh, against the Bengals in the playoffs last year, you know, massive game against the Bills and then drop one that everyone thought that they should have won against the Bengals. I always, I'm a big rugby union fan. The England uh, Rugby World Cup final against South Africa, we played our version of the final against New Zealand, but that's the wrong sport. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the rounds backing up. Riley, you mentioned Baker Mayfield earlier in the in the in the podcast. Talk about successfully running a very well drilled two minute drill after only being with the club for 36 hours. I mean, Matthew Stafford is pegged to return from his spinal cord contusion just before playoffs or relatively soon. Do you think Baker Mayfield was a good pickup for the Rams? Oh, 100%. Wolford isn't exactly a mobile quarterback himself. You know, I don't think he pulls off that win, you know, last week. So I definitely think that was very smart of them. I don't think anyone else put in a waiver for him. So, I mean, it shows how, you know, highly sought after he was. But I reckon he is perfect for Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers. I think he was so underrated. You know, they they I think they did him a bit dirty. And Baker's got enough mobility, enough speed to just be a little bit of an extra threat in the run game to make whoever they're versing um, have to think. And I just think that's going to open up Cam Akers just that little bit more. And the Packers don't really have big linebacker player. They had Zadarius Smith, I think that's who it was, and he's gone to the Vikings now. And he's absolutely killing it there. Like they made such a poor decision in letting him go that they can't stop anything on the ground. So I think they're really going to struggle with even though they, they don't know Baker. They don't know Baker in the Rams. Nobody expected that to happen last week. So I think this is going to be a really exciting game because it's kind of like, is Rogers going to be the princess that we all know he is and have a whinge every time a snowflake brushes his beard? Or, thumb, um, <laughs> um, sorry. Um, you know, or is he just going to play some football and are we going to have a quality game of, you know, I hope it's offense. I'd love to see a high-scoring game, but, you know, I just think. Dan, despite Aaron Rodgers, and I wish this was a bet you could put on there, like how many times we see him whinging, um, but unfortunately that's not something we can bet on here, which is kind of a bummer. Rams, one-point win over the Raiders. You know, their rushing yards was not great. They only had 71. Passing yards was good, 211. They need to average a little bit more. However, they did allow four sacks. How the turns table. Isn't that the great office uh, quote? No, look, it's interesting. The Rams, F them picks, you know, don't build way everyone else is doing. Just have, you know, a handful of top quality players and then just get, you know, the kids from Sheboygan and um, and it'll, it'll all just kind of work out. Well, what happens when those three or four players are injured? You are left with easily by far the worst roster in the NFL. This is a God awful 
football team. And I feel sorry for Baker Mayfield and it makes his achievements even more great what he did uh, last week. So, you know, what I would like to see, I love chaos in the NFL. I would love to see the Rams get absolutely destroyed for the rest of the year. They're trying not to tank because they don't have their picks. And I'd love to see him blow it all up. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, anyone they can trade, trade. Let's see Sean McVay rebuild a franchise and, and, and turn this thing around because it's, um, yeah, I, I can't see them sort of patching this together and, and, and sort of reloading next year. So, yeah, so my prediction for this one is I'm hoping the Packers can really come over the top and do, do, do a number on the Rams. You know, just, just quickly on the Packers, just a few little things I wanted to say on them. Can we get a lid on Lambeau Field? You know, it's all well and good to be like, oh, it's home ground advantage and it's so good and the history and the snow. Your quarterback's old and can't play outdoors, so you need a roof. So I know they're poor. They're probably not going to be able to afford that, but let's get a roof on that Packers stadium to give him a chance. But, you know, Matt LaFleur, he's a poor man, Shanahan. They're they're trying to play that tough A.J. Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones, smash mouth football, a little bit creative, and and it's just just not working. They're, They're stuck in between identities. So... Yeah, and I'd love to see a little bit of Jordan Love as well. I, I really think he could be something, but we're never going to know while he's sitting on the bench. So, yeah, Packers for me in this one. Mm, Dan, I'm upset by that one. As a Bears fan, I cannot sit here and say, go, Pat, go. Um, so I am going to say the Rams over this one, over the Packers for this one just because I do not like the Packers and refuse to pick them. And Jamie's laughing at me going, Alex, you got to look at it critically. And I am, but I'm also looking at it from a Bears point of view and going, I think the Rams will beat the Packers. But, Jamie, since you're laughing hysterically at my pick, who you got? Yeah, I got Packers. <laughs> I got Packers. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just a, a quick thing. They, they've allowed the six fewest yards through the air this season. So if, if the Rams can't run the ball, it's going to be a tough day. Riley, please, please, please help me here. Don't let me stand alone on my island against the Packers. Oh, no. As if I could <laughs> hoping for this ram miracle nothing makes me happier than a packers loss but also the thought of having potentially two nfc north teams making the playoffs and neither of them being the packers makes me so happy detroit have the jets the panthers the packers and the bears to round out the end of the season and they're already a game ahead of the Packers. So they only need to win one or two more, secure it up, no pack, no. Like, it just, it would just make me warm and fuzzy to see both the Packers and the Bucks not make the playoffs for once. That would be a great Christmas present for me, watching the Packers not make the playoffs. That would just be icing on 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 what is my uh 2022 um we're gonna go to the rest of the games of the week i'm gonna kick off with mine we got broncos cardinals good god ross wilson had to play football this week or this past week um until he got hit um and came up with probably more turf in his helmet than he left on the ground um but i'm going to go <laughs> cardinals over the broncos just because they've been eliminated at this point they're just playing for pride but i don't see them see them being able to do it raiders patriots i got no idea on that one i mean dan the patriots it's just not good well, the raiders are struggle busting this year i mean 
I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit on my own Island. Like I like to, and go draw because I don't see anybody winning that game. This is really good that Jamie keeps laughing at all my picks. It makes me feel really good about myself this week. Um, But I'm going to (laughs) go Saints v Falcons. Falcons are just not cutting it. They're not doing it. Uh, So I'm going to go Saints for that one because I think they'll be able to pull it out. But uh, Dan, your games for the remainder of the week. Yeah, let's roll. Vikings v the um, the Jeff Saturdays, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Vikings, frustrating situation. Their defense is terrible. Uh, it is so bad, and it's it's really depressing because there is a little bit of something there. They've they've got a you know a pretty decent record. Um, you know, it's not easy to do in the NFL. Is Kirk Cousins fantastic? No, he's not. But um, yeah, really disappointed in the Vikings defense. But. I just, yeah, I just don't know whether the Colts have got enough points in them. I think this will be a high-scoring game. Go the over on this one. We'll go the Vikings, but, yeah, keep an eye on that defense. It is it is shaky at best. Uh, let's move through now to the Browns v. Ravens. The Ravens getting knocked around. Lamar struggling with his injury. Tyler Huntley getting the shit kicked out of him last week, uh, which was not good to see. So they're, they're in trouble at the quarterback position. The defense, though, on the flip side compared to the Vikings, they're really showing out, balling out, and um, doing some special things. The Roquan Smith, Trey, that seems to be really hitting. So, um, yeah, they're in a solid position. The Browns, well, you know, the Browns were looking really, really good on Jacoby Brissett. And to be honest, if Jacoby was the quarterback in this game, I'd be going Browns, but it's the other Paluka, Deshaun Watson. He's God awful. Let's hope he continues to be God awful. Just a little bit of uh, karma there for the franchise, but um, yeah, look, uh, let's go. Let's go. The Ravens defense there. That um, will be the difference. The Chargers v the Titans. You know, I just wouldn't wish fandom <laughs> on, on these two, two franchises. I mean, it must be so frustrating to be a fan of the Chargers to sit there week in, week out and know that you have theoretically uh, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the game, but it just isn't all coming together. Everything looks so difficult and awkward. It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's frustrating. Uh, the Chargers, I expect a head coaching change in the off season. I'm sure. Uh, the Titans, they're starting to give in. Uh, definitely. They're, they're starting to give in playing some bad football. Their defense got absolutely uh, wiped out. They're missing a lot of players on that side of the ball. And um, yeah, the offense, you know, just no one to throw to um, AJ Brown. That was not a smart move. Getting people fired there. Charges only because of Herbert, but again, gamble responsibly. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be touching a game like that. Uh, moving through now to the Seahawks v the 49ers. We're all waiting for the wheels to fall off. Geno Smith, they haven't fallen off, but we are starting to see the real Geno Smith. You know, the Seahawks, again, they're having their own struggles with injuries. They can no longer run the ball. He's getting less pressure. Um, so, you know, expect Seattle to pick up a young quarterback in the draft next year. Geno's a good story. He'll start for them next year and mentor the next kid coming through. The 49ers, it's all about Purdy. You know, again, I don't know why more franchises don't do this. Just take a kid in the sixth or seventh round. Who knows? You may stumble across a Brock Purdy. Uh, the kid's looking good. You know, is there problems? Absolutely. The Debo Samuel little injury, uh, that's got to hurt as well. But, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to go the 49ers here. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he's he's on some sort of coaching role. What he's doing with these players, it's an incredible. He, he's really starting to elevate as one of the top coaches in the game. I mean, what round did Brady go? Not that we need to talk about him, but, you know, he was, he was. I mean, yeah, see, there you go. You got, you know, late picks. Anyway, Riley, uh, your games, the round of the week. All right, so start with Panthers versus Steelers. I don't even know. That's just a shit fight, to be honest. Like. Pickett won't play. That's two concussions in a couple of weeks. 
It's just it's your boy Trubisky. He's back. Yeah, and I think he threw like three picks in against. Not, a, not ideal. Right? You got to throw the ball to your team. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, and then Sam Darnold. I. It's just a dump. Can I go on the draw island with you? Yes. Join me on the draw island. It's very lonely. And it, <laughs> It'll be like nine all. It'll be like two, three field goals each. Like it's just trash and trash on fire. Um, Texans versus Chiefs. What a – this should be an absolute blowout. Like what I expected the Chiefs to do to the Broncos this week, same again for the Chiefs and the Texans next week. Um, they can't lose if they do – I've just just quit. And then Commanders versus Giants. I think this is actually a really fun game. I think I'm hoping it's really ground and pound, lots of running, smart moves by the quarterback of the Commanders because we all know Daniel Jones cannot make smart moves. Um, mm. It'll just be. Yeah, I hope it's a. I hope it's a ground game. Um, and I think Commanders are coming out on top with that, which I think will effectively not put it completely out of reach for the Giants, but I think it'll make it really hard for them to make the playoffs because that will um, – commanders will leapfrog them if they haven't already and then they've got a they've got another tough matchup too with Philly at the end of the season, I think. So, yeah, I think commanders come out on top of that and then re- essentially ruin the Giants for the rest of the year. Fair pick. I like that you're on the uh, draw island with me. Jamie – your final game of the week. I know you got your Eagles, but uh, be nice because they're playing the Bears. Okay. All right. Well, I'll start with that. Um, Riley, Alex, cover your ears. We are going to massacre you. It's going to be hell. No, I'm joking. Um, no, they're no, going to run. <laughs> they're going to they're going to run the ball all day long. Um, I'm laughing so I don't cry. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a good coping mechanism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they're going to run the ball all day long. Um, there were a couple of uh, banged up players in that Eagles secondary, but I think that the big thing that Harry Roseman, the GM's addressed is the depth. Uh, so it'll be super fun to watch Fields run for his life with all those big nasties coming out of him. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles, to be honest on that one, guys. Apologies. Bills versus Dolphins. I think the, char- the Chargers might have found a way to slow down this Dolphins offense. You know, they've, they, they really stacked the middle of the field and forced Tua to get out wide. And we were talking before we started recording this. Tua's arm talent has been on question, you know. So getting those extra few yards out wide probably makes it a lot harder for him rather than just little dink and dunks over the middle with the odd deep ball spray to Tyreek. Speaking of Tyreek, he did look a bit hold in that Chargers game. So hopefully he'll play because I'm going to need him for the fantasy playoffs or I'm screwed. But yeah, the Dolphins defense did step up in that game today against the Chargers, especially uh, Christian Wilkins and uh, I think it's Gene Phillips or John. I can't remember his first name, my bad. But yeah, they're going up against uh, like a, a, a souped up Herbert in another 6-6 freak in Josh Allen. So that's going to be fun for them to deal with. Um, the Bills did control that Jets game in bad conditions. Uh, they barely used digs, but the fact that they didn't have to is probably a bit more worrying for everyone else. Um, it's bloody hard to run the Bills. So two is going to have to have a big comeback game um, in order for the Dolphins to get W. I, I do think the Bills uh, get this win, especially after their uh, first matchup in the season. Uh, moving on to Jets and Lions. I think this has potential to be one of the more exciting games on the slate, maybe the most. We'll see what happens. Um, two pretty similar teams in the sense that they've got 
both teams have QBs who will uh, air the ball, go deep. Uh, they've both got a good bunch of big guys to stop the big nasties coming at them in front of them. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have time to find their matchups. Uh, I am really excited to watch Mike White and Jared Goff battle it out. Both have decent running games. I think the Jets' defense probably puts them over the top as the favorite. Um, but that being said, I don't think there's going to be any home advantage for the Jets. You know, they're three and three at home. Lions are two and three on the road. So that kind of cancels each other out. I am going to roll with the Lions. You know, as I said to begin the show, I've got to apologize to Riley and Goff. So this is my apology. Actions, not words, people. Um, and that leads me to the final game, which is Bucks and Bengals. Uh, the Bengals defense is really, really good. I really like their defensive play caller, Luana Rumo, what he's schemed up a lot of the time, especially in the second half. He's a, he's a great uh, in-game adjuster. They've got playmakers all over the field on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And look, the Bucks are desperately trying to hold on to the top of their division. Uh, the Panthers and the Falcons are both a game behind. Uh, granted, not great teams, but you never know. If, if they slip up, anything can happen. It's been a crazy season. Dan's been talking about the Bengals not necessarily needing Chase to get wins. Uh, this past week, they didn't have Higgins. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, Burrow's still going to find a way to win. And yeah, they're on a five-game win streak. Um, they're right on the heels of the Ravens. They want that top of the division spot. They don't want to leave it for any wildcard shenanigans. And yeah, I, I just feel like they've rediscovered the... Uh, that DNA that's, that led them to the Super Bowl last year, they're looking really, really strong. I think I'm going to go Bengals pretty clearly. Interesting picks. Riley, I can't wait to see our draws play out. I think that's going to be awesome because then, you know, we can say ha-ha to these two gentlemen next to us. Uh, but, guys, that is all we have for this week. That's all we have for 2022. When we come back, it'll be just before the playoffs, just for the wildcard game, which for me is the most exciting time of the football season. It's been chaos. It will continue to be chaos until then. But as always, gamble responsibly if you do when you listen to this podcast. I don't know. Uh, and enjoy football. And we'll catch you on 2023.